Ukraine has accused Russia of attacking evacuation points for those affected by the Kahovka dam breach after a person was killed by shelling in Kherson. The attacks came as President Zelensky visited the city, meeting locals affected by the flooding. Officials there said at least nine people, including police, medical and rescue personnel, were wounded. Also in Ukraine, police say that at least one man has died in a riverside village in the neighbouring Mykolaiv region, which is badly affected by rising water levels. The city was one of the first attacked when the invasion began and has seen fierce fighting. Well, our correspondent James Waterhouse is in Mykolaiv and has more. Well, this is just to give you an idea. We're about an hour and a half drive further upstream on the Dnipro River from the city of Kherson. And you can see the water is still overspilling partially on its banks. Now, what we're being told is that the water levels have started to drop, but it's still flowing incredibly fast up here. And we are now in the third day since the destruction of the Kahovka Dam and the consequences of that action are still being felt by communities. And the rescue effort in Kherson further south is being made all the more difficult. The water there, notably around the islands in the, towards the, of, the mouth of the river, the water there is just so high. Buildings on apartment blocks have been forced shut by the weight of the water. And people there, we were traveling around on a boat yesterday, people, some were refusing to leave, saying, I can't leave my neighbors, they're elderly, they can't get away. Uh, and these are people that live close to the front line, close to occupied territory. Entire communities have been submerged and you, there was no distinction between traveling along the river and then moving uh, over these islands. It was like a strange fairground ride. So the water is gonna start dropping, I think, but in terms of the clear up and in terms of what people are gonna be left with, you, are, you do wonder what will be uncovered. This is the warning from uh, charities that, you know, the, the World Health Organization is warning of a cholera outbreak, something Ukraine hasn't seen in a, in a very long time because of the volume of water, because of sanitation being affected. If you live north of the Kahovka Dam, you're running low on running water. If you're south of it, you have sewage systems, you have flooding just like this. It, it, it depends on where you are, but its reach and the consequences are, are inescapable for the, for the tens of thousands of people that live along the Niplo River in this part of the country. So the other warning is, is landmines being dislodged because on the eastern bank, you have Russian-occupied territory where they have been preparing for Ukraine's counter-offensive, which seems to be underway. They've been building trenches three deep in some places. There are minefields for as far as you can see. And what this torrential flooding has done is wash up all of those mines and move them elsewhere. So it's when the water recedes, those mines can be dropped in, in, in random places. It's, it's a part of Ukraine that's becoming increasingly uninhabitable. I'd love to be able to stand here and tell you definitively who was behind it, but I just don't think that moment is going to come. But I think there are surrounding forces we need to understand. Firstly, in a military sense, Ukraine has less to gain from the destruction of this dam. Russia on the eastern bank, as I say, is preparing for an offensive. It's building defences. And the Kohovka Dam was a potential crossing point. Also, its widening from its destruction uh, makes that potential crossing e all the more difficult. Despite all of the collateral damage we're talking about, the Russian defences have been washed up. I think on the Ukrainian side, when you, when you try fight so hard to liberate territories in the south of the country. For that, to then deliberately flood them, I think doesn't really compute. But then again, there are parts of this war that, that there are countless moments in this war that don't quite make sense. But I think the broader point is, is the destruction of this dam 
is caused by Russia's invasion of Ukraine. You have a country trying to both defend and liberate its own territory, and you have Russia, an aggressor, trying to hold on to what it's already taken. That was uh, James Waterhouse there. We're going to cross live now to our diplomatic correspondent, Paul Adams, who's in Kyiv for us. And Paul, President Zelensky has been speaking and raising concerns over the lack of international support. What exactly is going on? Well, I think uh, President Zelensky feels that once again Ukraine is having to face the consequences of this really by itself. Uh, there, is, there, are, you know, there is some assistance coming in, but fundamentally when it comes to the clean-up, the provision of food, and particularly the provision of water, uh, not just in Kherson, but in a whole area, as James was mentioning, affected by the consequences of that uh, collapse of that dam, then very, it is very much Ukraine, which is already clearly a country under a colossal amount of strain that is having to deal with the consequences basically by itself. James was saying there that, you know, it, it may be some time, perhaps never, that where we'll get a definitive answer as to what happened on Tuesday morning. Well, we got a couple more clues today. First, from a Norwegian seismic institute who report that at 2.54 at a.m. Uh, on Tuesday morning, a huge seismic event took place at precisely the location of that dam. That tells anyone uh, who is still in any doubt about this that that was an explosion, a very, very large explosion detected more than 600 kilometres away in Romania. So that almost certainly shows that what happened was a very, very sizable explosion. Meanwhile, Ukrainian intelligence has released uh, a, a transcript and a recording of a phone conversation which they say, and we have not been able to verify this, is a conversation between two Russian soldiers discussing Russia's responsibility for blowing up the dam. Now, as I say, we can't confirm that, but the Ukrainians have argued since last April that the dam had been mined by Russian forces. And now they're saying, here are two Russian soldiers talking about what happened. Um, Paul, in terms of an offensive, a counteroffensive, and both countries trying to make the most of the good weather, there is perhaps some good news coming from the United States in terms of munitions, and quickly too. Yeah, look, the provision of weaponry from the United States has been you know, constant. We're hearing uh, fresh commitments from Washington uh, to provide precisely the kind of equipment that uh, the Ukrainians want. They want to make sure that they've got particularly the ammunition supplies to sustain what is likely to be a four or five month effort, uh, which we're beginning to see unfolding now. We saw it at the beginning of the week. Then attention was focused, obviously, on events uh, down uh, on the Dnipro River. Now, once again, there is a lot of uh, conversation, a lot of chatter online and a lot of images appearing showing armored Ukrainian units, some of them using leopard tanks, which was obviously one of the principal uh, requests and demands of the Ukrainians from their Western backers. Those leopard tanks do now seem to be in action on the battlefront south of the city of Zaporizhia. What the Ukrainians are doing is they are probing forward in a number of directions against what are very heavily fortified Russian lines, looking for signs of weakness, looking for the point at which they can push a, a, a significant column of armor through in an attempt to break 
the Russian line open and then push down towards the Sea of Azov. The ultimate objective is to uh, divide Russian-controlled territory in southern Ukraine in two, which would leave Russian forces on the western side of that breach very, very isolated and possibly stranded. So that is the objective. It is only just beginning, possibly just this week, uh, but it seems to be gathering pace.